Today's episode of Control-Alt-Delete was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code WALT at checkout to get 10% off. That's offer code WALT, W-A-L-T. Squarespace, build it beautiful. This episode of Control-Alt-Delete was also brought to you by Mack Weldon. Socks and underwear used to be a boring stocking stuffer, but Mack Weldon has changed it into a top-of-the-line gift. The Mack Weldon holiday packs are not just a gift that every man needs, it's the gift that every man is excited to get. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. All their products are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. And they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code WALT. That's W-A-L-T at MacWeldon.com. Hello, and welcome to Control Walt Delete, an increasingly less new podcast from The Verge. I am Neil Patel, I'm the editor in chief of The Verge. I'm joined as always by my friend Walt Mossberg, our executive editor and editor at large at Recode. Hey, Walt, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, and, and you're my friend too, Neil, which is why I want to suggest that we don't use the phrase increasingly less new. <laughs> You don't that think I'm be, hyping it up enough? No, it isn't that. It's just bringing like the action? Increasingly less new. Like, I'm increasingly <laughs> less young. I mean, I don't know. Look, I just, I, I want to keep saying it's new because to me, it's still new. It's, you know, it's, we're, yes. we're finding our rhythm. We're getting into it. We're, yeah. it's, you know, people like it, I think. But it's I still do. new. You know, we haven't done it for like three months. No, so. we have not. No. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with new. Or some variation of new for for as long as I can. Okay, all right. Uh, and then we'll we'll have to change. We'll have to come up with something else. So, Walt, I read your column this week. You reviewed uh, Lenovo Idea Pad 100s, which runs Windows, which is insane because there's also a Lenovo 100s that runs Chrome OS. Yeah, they don't, but they don't call it an Idea Pad. That's the difference. And I, you know, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times consumers have come rushing up to me saying, "I love that newest Idea Pad. That brand resonates." <laughs> Um, well, well so look, Lenovo is not exactly a brand marketing, you know, genius company. They're, they're, I mean, they're a great technology company, but well, they have think- ThinkPad. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But Nilai, they I bought know. ThinkPad. They bought that name from IBM. They didn't That's make, true. They didn't make that name up. That's true. But they, they, you know, they, they were clever enough to at least pay the money for it. Um, <laughs> and IBM right. clever enough to get out of the PC business entirely. So I suppose yeah. there's that. Um, but anyway, so I was reading this review and um, I edited it, and I realized that I completely blew the edit. Like I blew it, utterly, totally blew it, um, because I didn't ask you about. Well, I'll save it. I'll, I'll, maybe the, the audience may, might guess what I'm going to say. But why don't you talk about the product and what it is, and why it's so interesting? Why I wanted to review it, and then I will reveal how badly I screwed this up. That shouldn't we devote the whole podcast to that part? In many ways, I feel like we devote every podcast to how badly I screwed up. So. <laughs> All right. So here, here's the deal. Um, uh, Lenovo, which is actually a, I think, a prestigious and very successful, maybe the most successful Windows uh, 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 PC maker. Uh, I haven't checked the latest figures, but often they're the, they're the ones that grow the most or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Lenovo 
is generally known for making really expensive computers. Uh, they make uh, ThinkPads, which are, uh, as we just mentioned, um, it's an iconic name. And in, if you actually compared prices, a lot of the ThinkPads cost more than Macs, which is a lot, saying a lot. It, it, Lenovo comes out with uh, a, a full-fledged Windows 10 laptop for $150, $150. And I went online and compared, and there are several batteries, you know, replacement batteries for ThinkPads that cost more than that. (laughs) $150 at Best Buy. Uh, It's bright red. It runs Windows 10. And I thought, why not try and see... Uh, how this works, and then what is happening in the PC laptop market, which, as you know, and as we have reported, uh, is uh, uh, worse than stalled. It's been down uh, for years. When it when it just looks even, they mm-hmm. celebrate. Uh, and I think what's happening is that uh, uh, partly because Microsoft is so anxious to get Windows 10 out there to everybody. Um, uh, the market is is beginning what I imagine will be a gradual – this is not going to happen this holiday season – but a gradual a kind of uh, 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 reorganization or, or fragmentation into really low-end but functional uh, machines like this uh, and then really expensive $1,000 class uh, machines, which Lenovo already does – pretty well with, but a lot of the other companies have a lot of trouble with. Um, They look with great envy on the margins and the prices that Apple tends to be able to command, and they want that. And I think the middle, which is where Windows laptops have typically, you know, the the big volume of Windows laptops have have, uh, sat uh, $400 to $700, let's say, I think is going to thin out. So um, my column is really partly to say, What's this $150 machine like and what's going on in the market? And it's funny that you say that $700. I feel like the $700 Windows PC, Windows laptop, has been the commodity item for so, so long. It's you Well, know, even it's, less than Eli. I think yeah. five, 600 also. Yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely coming down. But it, it, the, the jump from 4 to 7 to 150 is absolutely remarkable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you say that you think it's being driven by Microsoft's incredible desire to just get Windows 10 to as many people as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, I, I can't say how I know this, but uh, I'm pretty sure Lenovo makes nothing on this machine, but it doesn't lose money because it gets some help from Microsoft, uh, and the help, the obvious help that you can see is. I mean, I don't know, maybe there's something else going on. But the obvious help is uh, when you buy this $150 machine, you get a one-year subscription to Office, which means you get all the Office apps, all the Office apps, not crappy versions of them or trial versions, but real versions of them. And you get a terabyte of cloud storage. And for that, they normally charge uh, $70. Right. So it's a $150 machine with a $70 Microsoft package thrown in free. But do you have to pay uh, when that expires, the cloud storage? If you want to keep it, I guess you have to pay, yeah. I mean, How you, long is a $150 another... computer supposed to last? I mean, I guess that's a really interesting question. Are you buying 
Um, or you buy a hundred fifty dollar computer with like a basically a seventy dollar storage service. Well, you plan. don't. It, it's totally optional. I mean, there's an icon you can click to agree to do this, and or, you know, to get the, the the Office apps. But let's say you just wanted to use, you know, some other uh, productivity apps or uh, uh, Google apps or something. You never have to do it. Right. So I, it's not like that. I mean, I don't, it's not all wrapped in. It's not uh, actually. There's fairly little bloatware. I actually failed to mention this in the column. I should have. There's almost no bloatware on this thing. Wait, really? I, I It's funny because that, you know, that again, that $400 to $700 Windows PC, a lot of the way they get to that price is by letting other companies pay them, subsidize the computer. Uh, to, yeah, I know. To and there is a Lenovo sort of thing you can bring up where I imagine they have a bunch of stuff, but it's... If you look at the at the at the home screen of this thing, uh, it's not like it's loaded with. I don't see much, any much trialware, any trialware really, uh, on this thing. Wow! Um, and then, well, it's funny because I want to ask you, like, how is it as a computer? And then it's. I think the real question, and I think we talked about this a bunch last week in the context of the iPad Pro, um, which is kind of like, what is a computer? Right? Yeah. Like, what? What are these things? Like, what, why do they look the way they look now? If the laptop market really is going to fragment into a high end and a very low end, what sits in the middle? Those to me are the really interesting questions that we're all kind of wrestling with right now. But first, I just want to get a feel for like, that's a $150 computer. Like, how is the screen? The screen it, to me is, uh, I would use the word acceptable. In other yeah. words, you don't look at it and say, this is so awful. My eyes, I'm going to go blind. Look, you know, my looking at it. It's not like that. Um, I, uh, in my testing, played you know, uh, HD YouTube videos, both 720 and 1080p. Um, it it looked fine. Um, photos, the standard Windows desktop photo. I'm sure if I put this up next to a, you know, a Surface Book or one, one of the one of the nice ThinkPads, um, I could see the difference, and there certainly is a difference. But it's an HD screen, and it's you know it's not as vivid or rich. Um, it's not as good, you know, in terms of of you know viewing angles and that kind of stuff. But it's an eleven point six inch screen that I think is perfectly acceptable. I had no, I was it, just put it this way, I was. I was downloading uh, apps that I think a lot of people use. I was using them, and I did not feel distracted in any way by the screen. I, the, I could read things quite quite well, and um, the graphics looked okay. Um, uh, and then the one thing that really caught me was yeah. this trackpad, <laughs> which just seems like the dumbest thing. I had to have two conversations with Lenovo about it. Um, uh <laughs> When they first brought it to me and I was fooling around with it just, you know, like during the meeting. And they brought me – you will understand this. I'm not sure. Uh, I think a lot of our listeners probably get this. Uh, they brought uh, – they don't j- just bring one thing. It's not like they said, well, we want to bring our $150 laptop. They brought also expensive ones and tablets and other things. And so sitting there, I was fooling around with this and I could not get it to scroll. And, I, and of course – I think Windows PC trackpads are a scandal anyway in general. But, <laughs> I mean, they have been uh, for years. Uh, but uh, they have been, yeah. But um, 
but you couldn't get this to scroll at all. And they said they would check, and they checked, and they uh, and they emailed me and said um, we check with the engineers, uh, and they just said, you know. Part of the cost cutting was they chose certain hardware and the trackpad hardware they chose can't scroll. How do you so, even buy that track? That's, it's 2015. This is what I don't understand. Like, how do you, if you're buying the cheapest commodity one, even those have like a little bit of scrolling behavior in them. I yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they should have made a different choice. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it, it there is some balancing out though by the fact that you know, Lenovo, which is pretty famous for very good keyboards, has put a really decent keyboard on this. This is not only a $150 machine, but it's uh, an 11 uh, incher. And sometimes those have kind of cramped keyboards. This is a roomy keyboard with good size keys and good travel and full function key row and all that kind of stuff. So um, the keyboard is a plus. The, the, the trackpad is is really a minus and we should explain that you for people too young to remember old windows uh and old mac there is a way you can scroll of course you have to be able to scroll so there's a scroll bar in the window <laughs> on the screen and you put your cursor in the scroll bar and you and you click on, the, like, on the trackpad like or use the arrow keys and so you can scroll but you just can't do what you've been used to doing this I can't even. It's. I don't even think about it. I, I can't remember because I, I never look for it. But I'm looking at my Mac right now, um, uh -huh. and when you the scroll bars aren't on the screen because you just well, scroll that's with your fingers. The way Does Apple, Windows 10 have the scroll bars on the screen? I yeah, I can't even does. picture it. It does. Um, and <laughs> because, or at least well, who this, uses them on this machine? Well, nobody uses them that I know of. But maybe some people that just got into the. I don't know. Well, do I, you use natural? Do is, you use natural scrolling, or do you have it? Now you're way off topic. Well, it's what I. I, I actually switched and adjusted to the Apple. Uh, uh, such a huge mistake. The Apple thing. But, In many ways, uh, while I've realized that you are more amenable to change than I am, I have to say. Well, uh, natural scrolling you, to me. You're, is you're a lot older than I am, Neil. Huh? You're older than I am. That's what it is. <laughs> No, I think you have to be amenable to change. I'm very set in my ways. Uh, but but let's get back to the fact that this is $150 Windows 10 yeah. and not from some company you never heard of. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a company that is is very successful and very big and, you know, has – even though it's a Chinese company, has large operations in the U.S. And presumably they'll support the thing. Presumably they'll support it, yeah. Although Not maybe bucks. with the eager enthusiasm of a fifteen hundred dollar ThinkPad, but they'll they'll support it. I suspect. So is this? Do, do they think this is a like a primary computer? Or is this one that you just buy for your? No, kids? I mean their 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 line on this is it's good for kids and it's good as a secondary computer. Like if you lost it or broke it or dropped it, you would not uh, you would not go crazy. Because um, hundred, it's one hundred fifty bucks. Which, by the way, is astonishingly cheap. Like, yeah, astonishingly cheap. Yeah, on their website, it's one hundred ninety nine ninety nine, and and they say it's the first sub two hundred dollar Windows computer they've ever had. But the sole exclusive retailer, brick and mortar retailer, is Best Buy. And whether you go go into the store or go into the Best Buy website, it's one hundred and forty nine ninety nine. So it's how does that work? Well, they always uh, all these guys. 
uh, do favors for Best Buy. Best Buy has a lot of power. That could be another podcast sometime, but Best Buy has a lot of power. You know, I had this dream where we're kind of spooling up our CES coverage. And you know, to, there's the show that like I go to at CES. Then there's a much more exclusive show that Walt goes to at CES where he's <laughs> feted and there's, just, you know, fireworks go off when he walks into the booths. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then there's the actual show of CES where the buyers from Best Buy go behind the scenes and place their orders for all the TVs for the year or whatever. And I've always... We did it with a much smaller company a couple of years ago where we followed a buyer around for the entire show and just like showed what his life was like. Right. But I've always wanted to do it with Best Buy. I, I actually wonder if most... Best Buy even waits for CES for that. I mean, or if the TV guys wait to meet Best Buy. It's, I mean, Best Buy is there, I'm sure. But, um, you know, I once spent like a day at Best Buy headquarters in Richfield, Minnesota, uh, outside Minneapolis, just meeting with them, you know, their person who does phones, their person who does computers, whatever. And, right. uh, you know, they, uh, particularly as their retail rivals have fallen away and, and the, the, the other places where you, where you shop are either places like Walmart, which is powerful, but not an electronics place, uh, uh, you know, dedicated electronics place or Apple stores and now Microsoft stores which obviously don't sell every brand so right. Best Buy has a lot of uh, a lot of power you know I uh, think of it as Best Buy uh, in as the physical store I go to and Amazon is the online store and I never think about Best Buy's online component I just realized that well that's actually another great there's so many great topics Neelai I mean no <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm serious I want to get into Best the Buy one is desperately trying to do more online but going Let's talk about how you screwed up. I screwed up real bad. Because I did a perfect job. Well, you didn't notice my screw up, which, I mean, <laughs> I think we're both culpable here. Uh, uh. <laughs> no. Uh, so I was reading this thing, and then I finished it, edited it. We put it on the website. It's great. Everyone read it today. Uh, did very well. A lot of people read it. A lot of people are interested in $150 PC. And then as I was prepping for the show, I realized I forgot to even ask you about netbooks at all Yeah, and how this thing carries on uh, sort of what for a minute seemed like it was going to be the most important thing in the industry and then was completely destroyed by the iPad. Right. Uh, and now we have an iPad Pro, which looks like it's going to try to go into that higher end laptop market or something is going to happen there. And you got a $150 Windows PC. And these two things could not be farther apart across any number right. of dimensions but it looks like 2008 again and you know netbooks were such a phenomenon i don't know if anybody remembers this but our our friend joanna stern built her career basically by reviewing every netbook that came out for like two years yeah that's, like every that's single great. one despite me eventually i i tried to convince her that it was not good for her future to only worry about <laughs> Netbooks, uh, honestly, um, we had that conversation. Well, yeah, um, but it was just like she, it was just a beat, you know. She was, I think at the time she worked at Laptop Magazine. Laptop like, what else magazine. are you going to do with Laptop, right? Like, um, well, there are laptops that were not netbooks, but that's a, she eventually graduated to doing that, I think. Yeah. She, she, she did, uh, uh, and, and by the way, we should say she, she did a fine job on <laughs> all the things she did back then and now. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so you didn't ask me about netbooks. I, uh, I didn't. And I think so that netbooks, is here's the, the difference. And, and uh, uh, look, by the end, netbooks had become more varied. And so what I'm about to say is probably not strictly true of every netbook. But in general, netbooks, first of all, a lot of them cost more than $150 after the first. They're, like, they're all like 300 bucks, right? Yeah. So this is even cheaper than a netbook. Secondly, um, the first ones were Linux, which a lot of people didn't you know, feel comfortable with. Well, so I have this, I have this here. You've got, this is Walt's column, January 17, 2008. It's a review of the first netbook, the EPC. Uh, I'll just read this line. Um, because I think the date on the next one I'm going to read is like very interesting. So uh, this is January 2008. Uh, beyond that, many of the Linux programs included were far cruder and harder to figure out than, say, Microsoft's Photo Gallery or Apple's iTunes. The E wouldn't automatically reconnect to a known wireless network. It wouldn't recognize my Kodak digital camera. Some of these problems can be solved if you install Microsoft Windows XP on the E. ASUS even includes instructions on doing so, but you have to supply your own copy of Windows. So that was your big caveat. Uh-huh. And then, not 11 months later, November 5th, yeah. 2008, you reviewed four netbooks, the uh, Acer Aspire 1, the Dell Mini 9, MSI Win 100, uh, and the ASUS E1000H. Uh, and all I of believe them, these are all in the Smithsonian now. Well, They're so I remember, like These were like a big <laughs> deal for a minute. Yeah. When I was at Engadget, every week we'd cover 500 new netbooks that came right. out. Yeah. Uh, and they all had the same specs. It was amazing. Um, but these four... By Eleven months later, all of them ran Windows. Like, yeah, the well, idea you know why? of Linux, a Linux netbook was out the door. They all ran Windows. But you remember why? And it and and it does have a parallel to this actually, uh, which is what I would have said to you if you hadn't screwed up the editing. Um, <laughs> and, and here's the parallel: what happened was netbooks took off like a rocket, uh, and these were Linux netbooks. So Microsoft although they never formally announced this, but we all knew it. I mean, it was, you could get people at Microsoft to tell you and at the OEMs to tell you. Microsoft slashed the price of X, the license price of XP for netbooks, which they defined in some way having to do with screen size or processor, I don't remember, uh, to like five bucks. I mean, something that really, and, and so they all switched to XP. And that's what happened. And right now what's going on is, and again, I can't – I do not know – so this is not uh, you know, firm reporting. Uh, I do not know the details, but, but Microsoft does not like the idea of Chromebooks um, you know, taking over even one segment of the market like this low-end segment. Now, to be fair – and again, I don't have the figures, but I think I think – the bulk of Chromebook sales are institutionally sold to school systems yep. for education. But they certainly sell in the stores. And, and I've been told by people at places like Best Buy that if a customer comes in and they're looking f- under 300, the Chromebook is often what they walk out with. The minute they begin to consider something over 300, then they are looking at, at Windows. And of course, the minute they get up into you know, 900, 1,000, then the Mac enters their uh, possibility, uh, uh, you know, their, their range of possibilities. So Microsoft doesn't want, wants to go after the Chromebooks. And that is partly why they may be encouraging their hardware partners to do these uh, low-end machines. But it doesn't really matter 
Eli, because if this machine does what it does, and let's just pretend they fixed the trackpad, <laughs> um, I mean, this this machine ran Word and Excel. It uh, I downloaded and ran things from competitors to Microsoft, so I, you know. Adobe Reader worked fine on it. Google Chrome, I made that the default browser. Uh, I used iTunes for battery testing. Slack, which for those who don't know, is um, used inside many companies, including ours, for internal uh, communication. And it, you know, it's pretty heavy duty because it's constant, constantly uh, downloading uh, new messages. Um, all those things ran on here, and, and they ran simultaneously. Now, I'm not trying to say you could run 16 apps simultaneously and it would be fine. It only has 2 gigs of, of RAM. It only has 32 gigs of storage, some of which is taken up by, by Windows. Um, but really, for the kinds of things a kid would do or light duty uh, as a secondary right, but, computer, I was really surprised. But here's my, but isn't this thing a netbook? Like it is that that is a netbook. That's why they came out. And to me, the question is, it's just crazy to me that we have reached a fragmentation point so crazy that netbooks are back and huge tablets with styluses are back, and you know the phones are getting. It's just like what. Is a computer like how do how do all these things all those work things together? are computers all well, of them. right but like everything every one of them is a computer there was a time when a, when if somebody said to me the word computer all I or anybody else would think of was this big tower and you know a monitor on the desk and the tower underneath and that was a computer uh, there was a time when laptops did not have uh, track pads or uh, any other way of moving the cursor and you actually had to spend money on a thing that hung off the side of the laptop that was like a trackball. Uh, so lots of weird, you know, things in the evolution. But these things are all computers. Though I would say there's one big difference between this and the netbooks that, uh, that I can recall testing, and that is um, they were very cramped. <clears throat> they were small and cramped and, and chunky generally. This is 0.7 inch thin, and it's not cramped. Um, you know, it's not as it's not as big as a 13 inch or a 15 inch computer, but it's it's an 11.6 inch screen, and an, as I said before, it has a good keyboard, and it does not feel cramped. And so that's a little different. Uh, but I, I get your point. Um, uh, this is uh, this is it's not of course. It's not running Windows XP. It's running Windows 10. But they built Windows 10 to run on a lot of things, including phones. And right. this is using a, uh, a chip called the Intel Atom, which I don't think has been all that successful. But it was built by Intel to run on mobile devices in competition with the ARM-type chip. I don't want to get too much in the crazy weeds here that runs most of the phones we're familiar with. So um, – well, it's you know, just to me, it's, it's to me, just it, kind of amazing that you don't need. If I gave this to you, you would have no doubt that you were holding a laptop. You, if I, you opened it up and saw the programs on here, you would still have no doubt you're running a laptop. But you don't need an Intel Core processor. You don't need 16 or 8 gigabytes of memory. 
mm-hmm. uh, to do this stuff. Yeah, it's, it, to me, I think the question is, when I say what is a computer, there, you know, the, 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 the timeline you just gave, it, it's like about centers of gravity, right? The, right? the desktop PC was the entire center of gravity for the entire computing and technology ecosystem for a minute. Uh, then I think it, it obviously has become mobile and phones. Then, well, laptop, desktops well, gave way to laptops, which then gradually gave way to tablets and phones. Yeah, but but I so I don't think tablets. I mean, very famously, and you know, we're kind of running as always. We run a little bit over here, but you know, very famously, Jobs, Steve Jobs, thought about making a five hundred dollar netbook. Right? It's he told his biographer this, and they decided against it. And they they did the phone and the tablet instead, and. It's just funny to me that we've we've reached a point where instead of a new center of gravity around a tablet, which I think Apple, Apple will just ha- have you believe that's what the iPad Pro is going to be, we have come to a place where suddenly the extreme low end of the market is seeing vibrancy in a way that is almost unbelievable to me that suddenly netbooks are it, – it's just such a if, – if you had said to me a year ago – Netbooks will be back, and they'll be even cheaper, but better than ever. I, I would have thought you were crazy. Right. I have to stress. I agree with what you just said, but I do have to stress this is just starting. Mm-hmm. If you exclude Chromebooks, of course, a Chromebook is a kind kind of also kind of like a netbook. But right. um, if you're talking on Windows, uh, there's only a few of these. There's not a lot of these. Yeah, but you and your column are predicting that you're going to see a lot more. And I made a prediction in the column that you're going to see more, and I do think you're going to see more. But it's going to take a few years, and you know, it's all very delicately tied together with the relationships the OEMs have with Windows, with Win- Microsoft's desire to get Windows 10 out there. Um, you know, you need to have a good relationship with Microsoft if you're going to make that $1,100 uh, ultra sleek, uh, you know hybrid whatever pc laptop and uh so one of the ways you keep that relationship is microsoft would really like to beat the chromebook you help them and you make something cheap even though you don't make much money on it but from the point of view of a consumer i think you're absolutely right this is this is a really interesting option that is uh coming along and and i don't think either of us i think we should point out right here that i don't think either of us is like opposed to Chromebooks or hates Chromebooks. I think Chromebooks are kind of cool and they've continued to improve them and improve them. But there is, there is a case to be made that people have favorite apps that don't necessarily run inside a browser uh, and that run inside Windows or inside the Mac OS. And this is a $150 machine that does that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's actually interesting I Chromebooks don't like enter my zone, right? Like I, I have one, but I never use it um, because I have a real laptop and I have a phone. I have a ta- you know, I have, I have all the stuff. But when I talk to laptop makers, when I any literally name any company that makes laptops um, up and down the chain, they're all fascinated by Chromebooks. There's they, they all know that there's something there, and they are wary of losing losing the fight to what they what they all universally consider to be a pretty good platform. Um, and I think that that is really interesting to me. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And um, um, so they're all going to keep making Chromebooks because they sell. Um, 
Lenovo, as we pointed out, makes one. They're not a big factor in it, but they make one. Acer, I think, has made a whole bunch of them. Toshiba, Asus, lots of lots of the HP uh, all have uh, Chromebooks. Uh, but I think you're going to see a lot more of these um, Chromebook-priced Windows computers. Not all of them will be 150. I mean, for 250, you might get a trackpad that scrolls. <laughs> One can only dream. <laughs> and maybe you'll get a different name than the Chromebook, too. Who knows? Well, that 50 might bucks for a different require name. a change in their corporate culture. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, Walt, I know you've got to run. Um, and we, as, as always, we've gone over, which is wonderful. But uh, We have. Thanks so much, as always. i got to tell you, I think you and I are going to spend the rest – well, not the rest of this year. It's almost over. But we're going to spend 2016 talking about what a computer is and isn't because I there's so much turbulence. And for all of the stuff that we want to have happen, for really great apps to exist, for really cool websites like The Verge to exist, all this stuff – the centers of gravity need to get more well defined, and we and when we do that, uh, since you love to read my old columns, I have this unfortunate paper trail. Um, <laughs> I will send you columns uh, I wrote for a while. Um, I crusaded in my column uh, in the '90s for what I called an information appliance. Yeah, uh, something really simple. I had many arguments with Bill Gates about it. I really did. Uh, and um, I mean personal arguments with him about it, and um, you know I I don't didn't need to crusade after a while because uh, uh, the smartphone uh, came along, which was kind of an information appliance, and uh, and that kind of thing. But that's a computer. T- I mean, a computer uh, computer means a lot of different things, and yeah. this is one instantiation of that yep and neli uh, yeah i think we need t-shirts for this podcast i know there's a lot that we need. i think 2016 like i said it's still new right right 2016 will be old and then then we start leveraging our brand equity for money <laughs> <laughs> okay and we start squeezing the cash cow all and right t-shirts okay. and merch. i'm Good. ready i'm in it We'll, Me too. We'll get, we'll get it figured out. Totally right. All right. right. Uh, well, Walt, thank you so much as always. Thank you for the listeners um, for, for joining us again. Uh, we actually have more podcasts if you like talking about technology and culture. Um, I host the Vergecast on Thursdays. You can tune into live at 4.30 or catch it uh, later. Uh, there's Verge ESP with Emily and Liz, which is one of my favorites. And there's What's Tech with Mr. Christopher Plant, which is always a delight. All this stuff is at iTunes.com slash The Verge. Uh, and you can talk to walt and i we love it so much when you tweeted us about the show um you can walt is at walt mossberg i'm at reckless you can send us emails you can do all kinds of fun stuff uh, you can also rate us on itunes which we very much appreciate and that is it thank you so much for listening thank you walt thank you neil